0: L.L. Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. This week, it's said that some people will do anything for the gramme is a blacklist of influencers who act up on public lands in order. What does next year's RV sales landscape look like? We take a look at a new report and how the RV industry is spinning it. And Airstream looks to the future to make those scary millennials happy.
1: All right, Boomer. Oh wait, okay, Boomer.
0: (laughs) Will they change the classic silver bullet look? This is RV Mile. horrified if he heard that i said all right boomer welcome to episode 122 of rv miles i'm jason
1: and i'm abby and we are two full-time travelers who along with our boys jack ethan and henry crisscross north america on one epic road trip each week we talk all things rv and outdoors from travel destinations to gear industry news our national parks and a whole lot more
0: we come to you this week from Kansas City, Missouri.
1: Good old KC Mo.
0: One of our favorite towns. Abby's and not hometown. Because,
1: yeah, and not because family lives here.
0: <laughs> we are spending the month of December here uh, for the holidays as we always usually do. We're getting ready to Christmas up this place because let me tell you, there's Thanksgiving everywhere in this house.
1: I know. Last time I checked, Thanksgiving happened last month. They do this to me every year, though. They always wait until I get here so that I can oversee the Christmas decorating of the house. And so we are enjoying this little Airbnb room that my parents put together for us. They did this whole lovely renovation of two of their rooms upstairs. This is how just so sweet my mom and dad are. They took one of their bedrooms in their home and they went out and they bought this three kid bunk bed for the boys. They have set this entire room up to be this special little oasis for them with a little beanbag chair and a reading nook. And my mom took one whole bookshelf and completely converted it into art projects for the boys. The books that we left behind here because we did leave books here and we left them at Jason's parents and we call them the grandma and grandpa libraries. So when the kids come here, they have their own books and we don't have to haul things. So they have just created, they have given one of their rooms to their grandkids to make this really special place for them when they come and visit. And it just... It's so nice. I don't know. The least I can do is decorate their house for Christmas. Yeah, prep, yeah, yeah. I mean. That's all fine and dandy, but it still says
0: thankful over the fireplace. It okay, does. It
1: does. It's time for it it's to say December. believe. It's time for it to say believe. We've only been in Kansas City about, oh, I'd say two days or so. And Jason and I have already been to A Christmas Carol over at the Kansas City Repertory Theater Ethan and I made our yearly pilgrimage to the Nutcracker at the Kansas City Ballet Theater last night. And we do these partly because we love these shows and we love this season. But it's also an opportunity for those of you who don't know for Jason and I to come into town and do some work for our theater publication, Performing Kansas City. And that's one of the many websites that we run. And obviously, Performing is focused on the theater and performing arts community in Kansas City. And then we get out there, we go to these shows, we review them. We have an opportunity to reconnect with this really vibrant theater community here. If you ever come through Kansas City, I, one of the biggest things I always recommend is go find some theater here. There's theater all year long, and it is good quality theater. The talent here in this city is underutilized and amazing.
0: You know, I think in general, as, as most of us travel across the country, One of the things that we sort of forget to do is do things like go to the performing arts, go to uh, music clubs—you know, things that uh, are indoors, things that are nightlife. I think a lot of us kind of just forget that stuff that that's out there, and it it is, and it's a great thing to do.
1: I can't recommend enough to anybody when they are camping in and around um, an urban environment that. Going out and seeing a piece of theater in that community is just such a great way to get to know that city, but also you're supporting the arts and, you know, we're such big proponents of that and that's how you do it. It's in these smaller, you don't have to go to New York, you don't have to go to Chicago and you don't have to go to LA. They all have great theater, but there's really great theater in Minneapolis, Dallas, Kansas City, Denver, Seattle. They all have fantastic theater. You should go see it. We, That's my PSA for the <laughs> for the night.
0: We left the the trailer uh, back near my parents' house. We're missing it. Um, you know, it is. It it's is, weird
1: being here without it.
0: We actually had to remove a whole bunch of stuff from the back of the truck to make it work to even travel. Without the trailer.
1: Oh, my gosh. That was a
0: big challenge. It's something we don't think about sometimes if we want to do something like that.
1: I said to you, too, I was like, I don't know how nomadic people do it. (laughs) I don't know how (laughs) they just packed up. Well, but they just packed up their house, everything, and it wasn't on wheels. They didn't drive it somewhere. They had to, like, pack it up, and, like, they had to carry it. You mean, like,
0: old-timey nomadic people? Yeah,
1: I'm talking old-timey nomadic people. I mean, I'm talking, like, a thousand years ago, old-timey
0: nomadic people. Well, they didn't have... Any no, they probably didn't stuff. have to bring
1: an Xbox
0: no, probably. And, and a
1: Switch. <laughs> yes, they probably didn't have four computers with them. And yes, these are all things that we bought. These are all things we brought, and it's embarrassing to say that out
0: loud. <laughs> all right. Well, this week's episode, we have sort of a, a, a an eclectic a cornucopia, a post Thanksgiving cornucopia, if you will, Full circle. Of, of I see you of several uh, several different stories that that caught our eye in in the last week. Um, And we want to start off with one about Airstream. In an article with Forbes magazine, CEO of Airstream, Bob Wheeler, is talking about potential changes to the iconic Airstream brand. Airstream is looking to change things up a bit. They're feeling perhaps a little stodgy, a little like they're not relevant enough to Millennials, those dreaded millennials who are ruining every industry out there. Millennials are ruining napkins.
1: (laughs) The dreaded M word. So I think what I've gotten out of this article is essentially what they're saying is they recognize that this coming generation of buyers is a little bit different than the generations that they have been working with. Or maybe they want a, a little bit something different from their brand. And that really being that he points to having something that is much more lightweight and pullable by something like a Subaru or a crossover SUV, which he is quoted as saying is the car of the millennial generation, or that's sort of like their target, what millennials are buying. And that's what, you know, they want to pull something with those things. So I don't think, and this has been across social media, there has been sort of like this anger or frustration with Airstream that they're going to completely go in and throw in the towel on the classic Airstream and they're going to completely revamp their image. I do not get that impression from this article. I get the impression like any good business, they're looking at a market that they're not tapped into a market that they're going to need to keep them going for the next 50 to a hundred years. And they're thinking, how do we speak to that market? Yeah. And- you know,
0: anytime somebody. With a classic, iconic brand talks about changes.
1: Right. Do you remember when the new Ford Mustang came out all those years ago? I it mean, got, like,
0: they got rid of the nostril. Yes, I remember yes, when people, that came out.
1: Yes. Do you remember how just like people were furious? Do you
0: remember when they just recently put the Mustang name on an SUV that looks like it has a giant butt? <laughs>
1: No, I don't deep dive that far into like electric, The electric, Mustangs, the electric but, Mustang SUV. But change is hard when, like, to your point, change is hard <laughs> when you have something that is so classic. And they try to take that classic and put it into
0: the new world. Case in point, have you had a Butterfinger recently?
1: Jason, this is not the place to have this discussion. You, yes, it is. You will be here for
0: hours. Ferrero Rocher. Ferre- Ferrero, is just their Ferrero, name. Yes. Ferrero, the, the European chocolate manufacturer bought all of Nestle's chocolate products, right? And they make the Butterfinger now and they have updated the recipe. And recently at Halloween time, I had a new Butterfinger, which used to be my favorite candy. And what they've gone and done is like tried to put refined chocolate in it. Tried to put better ingredients in it. Real Look real sugar na- and no corn syrup.
1: Look how nasty and Jason thinks all these words are. Terrible.
0: <laughs> I don't care if you put crap in a Butterfinger. It's crap in the first place. Yeah. Nobody cares what what kind of junk is in a Butterfinger. It's junk.
1: I'm not eating a Butterfinger for its <laughs> nutritional properties. Sugar
0: is every bit as bad for me as all the other stuff. Yeah.
1: I don't eat a Butterfinger personally. Uh, I don't like how it gets all stuck in my teeth. I don't like that. that do you crunchy know what a butter, do you
0: know what that's made out of?
1: No, because I, I don't like them.
0: It's made out of cornflakes.
1: See, I don't like cornflakes. Candied
0: cornflakes inside of Butterfinger.
1: The only time I want to see cornflakes is when they're frosted and in my yams
0: casserole. <laughs> so but anyway, to back to my point, <laughs> anytime you you sort of threaten changes to an iconic brand like that, you get people who are big fans of that brand a little bit on edge. And some people are big fans of Airstream, even if they don't own one. So
1: And some fans are big fans of Butterfinger and they will take it to the social media when they find out they've messed with their ingredient. I don't know who that could be, but he's sitting in this room with me. So look, Airstream is going to go two ways. This is either going to work out really, really well for them, or they're going to be the Butterfinger of the RV industry. I think that it's probably going to go good for them. I don't think that I don't have an issue
0: personally. As long as you can still buy the classic Butterfinger, new Butterfinger is fine. As long as you can still buy the classic Airstream, new Airstream is fine. In okay. fact, they've already been doing this. Airstream bought up Nest trailers uh, a couple years ago, and they've been manufacturing small fiberglass trailers for a couple years now that look totally different, but still have sort of that same quality and luxury feel as Airstreams
1: Well, I think do. to your point with that, with Nest, is I still think that they need to move further away from that because Nest is not necessarily affordable to this Young generation of millennials, and let's be honest, millennials are actually in their thirties now too. I mean, millennials, we we talk about them like they're babies. Okay, I
0: am a millennial. Yeah, well, by like two months.
1: Yeah, today you're a millennial.
0: So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am. If depending on the metric you look at, <laughs> I yes. am a millennial because so- I was born in 1980, and you are Gen X because you're old and were born in 1979.
1: Wow. Wow. So on that note, (laughs) I'm going to, um, I, you know what? I wear my age with pride. And so on (laughs) that note, Mr. Epperson, um, I look forward to seeing what Airstream has coming down the pipeline for the next generation of RV buyers, like our son, Jack. Um, so let's take a little bit of a break. How about that?
0: Sure. We'll come back with the answer to last week's brain teaser and a whole lot more.
1: All right. Be right back.
0: RV Miles is brought to you by Victorinox. You know the brand Victorinox Swiss Army. They make the iconic red Swiss Army knife. But did you know that they also make best-in-class kitchen knives, luggage, fragrance, and Swiss-made watches? Founded in Switzerland in 1884 and still owned and operated by the family who invented the Swiss Army knife over 130 years ago, the classic red Swiss Army knife is still as functional as it was then. But now you can browse hundreds of styles from the rescue tool designed with first responders to get out of a vehicle safely, to the wine master designed specifically to open a bottle of wine, travel gear, ranging from suitcases to backpacks for a quick weekend getaway or a week long trip. Victorinox makes such a wide range of trusted products. Find the perfect companion for your next adventure. Visit Victorinox.com and save 15% using code RV15. That's Victornox.com and code RV15 to save 15% now through December 31st. Some exclusions apply. All right, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. Scorned by the meek and humble-minded, and often by the vain possessed, heard by the deaf, seen by the blind, I give the troubled spirit rest. Nothing is the answer. Nothing is scorned by the meek and humble-minded. The vain possess nothing. The deaf hear nothing. The blind see nothing. And nothing gives the troubled spirit rest. Our winner this week is Amy P. from Iowa, who will receive a Keep Logging Those RV Miles t-shirt from the RV Miles Teespring store. You'll have a chance to win one for yourself later in the show with the new Brain Teaser. Okay, it's time to discuss another article that has been stirring up things a bit on social media. Breaking the World Wide Web. This one is actually about social media. Uh, There is something coming down the pipeline soon called the Public Lands Instagram Blacklist.
1: That's a mouthful. <laughs> you know, say it again. <laughs> the
0: public lands, Instagram, Blacklist. And this is from the Instagram account called public lands. Hate you. Which is, you know, classy. Uh, <laughs> but this is an account that first began calling out influencers, so-called influencers, which are people who are paid to do sort of product placement in Instagram. They're calling those people out for bad habits in public land. So some examples of this, they have a few photos here. One is sort of laying in a field of wildflowers, crushing them. Uh, one is somebody drinking a can of beer in a uh, sitting in a, a pond beneath a waterfall. And it's actually from Bush Beer's account. Uh, one is somebody running with their dog off leash through the sands at White Sands National Monument. And of course dogs aren't allowed on most trails and national parks, that kind of stuff. And so this article is from outside magazine and the the guy that runs this account is, is a 31 year old engineer who goes under the alias of Steve. And basically he's, he's been calling these different brands out these different influencers out for doing things on public lands that they, they shouldn't be doing. And sometimes this is, you know, carving names into rocks. Sometimes it's really terrible things at, at some of our most treasured landscapes and uh, putting these people on blast and, and making an example out of them and sometimes getting them to retract what they did, take posts down, change their mindset a little bit. And the, the idea here is that somebody that is a popular account, put something out like this, that is sort of encouraging people to do something similar that that sort of behavior will spread.
1: The thing that strikes me about this account, I don't necessarily dislike what their intention was. People should not be abusing lands for their own gain. I think we can all agree on that. What I find frightening about this is that it has opened up a door to such visceral hate towards some of these people um, threats to these people, nasty DMS to these people. It's this idea that, you know, and we've talked about this before that the internet allows you this like ability to have a veil over who you are. Like when you interact with people, you will say and do things you would never say to someone's face. Well, most of us wouldn't Now, Some people would say, well, I'd say the same thing to your face as I say to you here. I may not want to associate with someone who would say something so nasty to me on the internet and say it to my face. Yeah you know, and that's what I find really unsettling about this. Another thing about the article that was really telling to me, and we're going to put a link to this article in the show notes, because I think that whether you like it or not, this is a discussion that's not going away. And unfortunately it's pulling more and more of the focus from the National Park Foundation, from the National Park Service. They're having to deal and sort of manage this Instagram world a little bit more, which I don't actually think exists as much as we all think it does, but it's there. This account, Public Lands Hate You, really advocates to try and point out leave no trace principles. A lot of times when they call someone out, they use the leave no trace principle as their guiding reason for why you shouldn't be doing this. Leave no trace has strongly distanced themselves from this account based on this article. They have refunded a donation that Steve made. They have prevented him from joining a board as a community partner. And on September 16th of this year, they released a statement saying that it does not condone any shaming or social media harassment done in its name.
0: So a lot of people might not know that Leave No Trace is a, an actual organization. It
1: is an actual organization and it does have people that are actually running it. And the executive director, Dana Watts, told Outside Magazine that Using Leave No Trace to shame and bully people is counter to the spirit of the Leave No Trace movement and mission. And for that, we do not condone this use.
0: Here's here's my thought. I, I think there are different types of sort of these types of violations. And I don't know what makes a, somebody an Instagram account with an anonymous owner in charge of, of this sort of thing. But this guy's making a blacklist and his idea is that that different companies, when they go to sponsor one of these influencer type people can look at this blacklist and decide whether or not, uh, if they want to sponsor one of these people, but but there is, there is a difference between somebody carving their name into, you know, an arch at arches national park, which is obviously, I mean, it's a felony. Obviously it's a, a terrible, terrible thing to do. There's a difference between that and somebody walking their dog on a trail in a national park that doesn't allow dogs, where they might not have really known that that's not something that they're supposed to do. Especially when you can walk your dog on trails in uh, national forests and on BLM land. Like it's all, it's all allowed there. It's just not allowed in most national parks, except for on a couple trails. And we deal with this all the time in the national parks group as well. We have people that, get really angry at somebody for being close to an animal when they don't really know if that picture they took was with a really long lens or not, or they, they shame them because they think that they took a photo with a drone, uh, even though they were really just on a cliff and there's a lot of gray area type stuff.
1: Well, and I would like to point and I would like to figure out a way to maybe even link this particular Instagram post that public lands hate you put out They put out a cover of Outlook magazine, which is the official newsletter for the city of Lancaster. And on the cover are children. There are seven children on this cover. They're leaping for joy in a poppy field. Okay. And poppy fields in that area is there's the Antelope Valley Poppy Reserve. Okay. And this is clearly where the children are. And they appear to be leaping into the air with joy in this poppy field. If you look a little bit closer at this photo, I think I distinctly see what looks like a trail where these children are standing, Mm -hmm. like something that would allow them to go into this particular section. Now, regardless if that is true or not, I do not do not like the fact that they are drawing attention to seven small children on the cover of a magazine and what they are releasing, what they are saying. It's, it's sarcastic. It's, you know, really kind of like calling the city out. And there are people who take this and who run with it. They have even said, you know, P.S., if you would like to email the city of Lancaster, I have provided a list of relevant email addresses and a form letter for you to use if you wish. The link is in the bio. I don't like that. I do, I do not like it for a lot of reasons. And mostly because I don't, these children are tiny little people. And I think it's kind of gross and vile yeah. to draw attention to this cover. Because it could potentially draw attention to these children and put them in harm way. You have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who follow your account. And in this day and age, we just don't know anymore. And if I saw my kids on this account, I would lose my mind.
0: Yeah it is a thing we've it's a conversation we've been having with honestly with our children about yes. the negativity that exists on social media that exists in YouTube particularly um it, it, it's just there are bad things that need to be pointed out somebody's clearly doing something terrible like there here's there's a photo here of a woman in the Walker Canyon poppy fields who literally ripped out poppies from their roots from yeah, the ground that's
1: That's awful. I mean, that's gross. It's just awful. So there's
0: that kind of stuff, but there's the, uh, there's things that we just need to find ways to be polite and talk to people in a nicer way and just, you know, politely tell them what they're doing wrong and maybe they won't get so defensive about it. And maybe they'll realize that, Oh, Hey, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. It's, it's, it's become a very negative world because of social media in a lot of ways. And there are a lot of positive things about social media and we, Just got to find more ways to emphasize those possible positive things. Public lands hate you. It's just a horrible way to start out the conversation by having that be your name. And
1: well, public lands don't hate you. (laughs) Public lands can't hate you.
0: They don't have feelings. They
1: don't have feelings. We have feelings and we have feelings about our public lands. And I am all for advocating, educating and supporting organizations that are doing those things themselves. So yeah. leave no trace. Yeah. I'm going to take my cues on how I interact with people who maybe aren't treating public lands in the best way possible. I'm going to take my cues from places like the national park foundation from places like leave no trace Yeah, because they're really the ones I think that are, are guiding this with a hand that is, well, doesn't have hate in its title. And I don't, I don't believe we should hate in order to get our point across.
0: Totally agree. All right, let's move on to another discussion. Let's go back to the RV industry for a bit here. We've been talking about this for, for months and months and months, the ups and downs of the sales cycle in the RV industry.
1: It's really been a roller coaster for 2019.
0: Two years ago, they had the best year of sales ever, 500,000 units this year, it's going to be down about 20%. They're only looking at about 400,000 units sold this year. And you know, maybe that's because a lot of people, uh, after the economy recovered a bit, decided Hey, it's time to replace my old RV. There are lots of different reasons. It could be, uh, but a independent analysis paid for by the RV industry association, by Richard Curtin, the director of surveys of consumers at the University of Michigan. Uh, He puts out this survey for them every year and saying that next year, it's looking like there's gonna be another dip and that RV shipments might uh, only end up around the the 350,000 range next year that's the now this is the funny thing though the the RVIA that is which is the by the way the recreational vehicle industry association so they're the trade association for manufacturers they're spinning this story to be like 2020 is projected to be the sixth highest sales year ever yeah. instead of we're going to be down part of it next year guys let's you know be a little concerned it's like oh it's going to be the sixth it's- highest ever And that's not how it works. I mean, businesses that sell products need to increase year over year uh, or things are very, very wrong. Population is increasing your product, your product's supposed to get more and more popular. Now for all of us out there on the road, RV sales being down is, you know, maybe that's a good thing for a lot of us, but for the quality changes that we want in the RV industry, It's important that it's healthy. This
1: is a double-edged sword because we were talking about this earlier. I said, it could be if 2020 is projected to be the sixth best year, whereas (laughs) this year was the fourth. So we're dropping two. It could be a perfect time for someone going to an RV show who's serious about making a purchase to really get an excellent deal on that RV. Mm -hmm. It absolutely could be, especially if you're going to go to one, let's say after first quarter, right? Right. The other flip side to that is that does this projected decrease make it harder to get the quality standards that every single RV owner is asking for? This isn't a small group of people asking for this. This is the community of RVers who are asking for the quality to increase. I I don't know that answer.
0: Now, I will say, I think a lot of the manufacturers have been smart during this boom and they haven't increased production capacity that much instead what they've been doing is working their employees like dogs and having them work overtime and cranking out units and and maybe quality is decreasing because of that but what they haven't done is built a ton of new manufacturing plants that kind of stuff uh new new assembly lines they've erred on the side of caution when it comes to that so you know, maybe it's only going to mean not even layoffs. Maybe it's only going to mean maybe, you know, less employees are going to be making overtime. Maybe it's going to mean, you know, that that they'll be able to focus at plants on making units properly instead of zipping them out as fast as possible. I don't know. Maybe this is a more manageable number coming down the pipeline. However, if the industry is just getting worse and worse and worse because consumer confidence in their product is low, that's a major problem. And I don't think anybody knows the answer to that.
1: I don't think we'll know the answer to that till we get deeper into 2020, maybe after the first quarter numbers come out and we see how close they are to what the projected Numbers for 2020 are
0: because let's be honest, consumer confidence in RV products is low. I Not mean, <laughs> people are concerned about the quality of the units they buy. And trust me, the manufacturers that we have talked to, the people in the industry that we have talked to, they know this. Yeah. They know that it's a problem. They want to solve the problem. It's a difficult problem to solve when your competitor is doing the same thing and whipping these products out and and at a very low quality because really what us as consumers do is buy the cheapest product. You know, we look at three RVs that have the same floor plan and we buy the cheapest one. It does not matter who built it better.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason <laughs> why we led with Airstream's right. article and now we're wrapping up with this. I mean, that's such a good point. Yeah. Airstream makes a product but they make a product in a price point that not a lot of people can access and they probably cannot make that particular product in the price point that would you know, get me to actually open a brochure. Exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So, so that's the real challenge is that industry wide change needs to happen together instead of manufacturer by manufacturer, because these manufacturers have a real hard time in saying, Hey, we make our product better than anybody else. Because everybody says that, yeah, you know, yeah. and and consumers, everybody has a problem with their r v big or small, no matter who made it, and there are certainly brands that have a lot more problems than others, but we only hear about the bad, and there are not a lot of brands with excellent reputations. there are very few with excellent, excellent reputations out there,
1: yes, but i I think that speaks volumes, it does, and I think the consumer is owed and deserves a product worthy of the money that they're putting into it. They're not cheap. Yeah. Doesn't even matter if you get the cheapest one. It's it's not cheap.
0: Okay. Let's take another break. And when we come back, we'll have the new brain teaser and a whole lot more. We'll be right back. Be right back. RV miles is sponsored by VersaTube. If you're looking for a way to protect your RV before the winter hits and, you know, hey, you better get on that cuz it's kind of here. VersaTube has you covered, literally, from RV covers to carports to garages that you can build yourself. VersaTube is like a grown-up Erector set with steel. Versatube ships directly to your door and it's the perfect protector for your class A, B, C travel trailer or bus conversion. And since Versatube loves RV Miles listeners, they're offering 5% off any standard RV cover with the coupon code RV Miles, all one word. Head over to Versatube.com and use the code RVMILES to save 5% off on your Versatube cover. Keep your rig protected this winter with Versatube.
1: RV Miles is also brought to you today by our friends over at Harvest Hosts. Have you been considering a Harvest Hosts membership? Well, now is the perfect time to sign up because Harvest Hosts is offering their biggest discount ever. From now until the end of the year, save 20% off a yearly membership. With access to a network of 900 wineries, farms, breweries, museums, and other unique attractions that invite RVers to visit and stay overnight, Harvest Hosts makes the perfect holiday gift for the RVer in your life. Visit our show notes at rvmiles.com slash 122 for the link and promo code that will get you 20% off your Harvest Host membership. And if that wasn't enough, that 20% will stay with you for the life of your membership. So every year you renew you'll save 20%. Head over to rvmiles.com for a link and promo code or visit our Facebook group, RV Miles, and find the info there. This offer is only valid till the end of 2019. So grab your membership today.
0: It's time for our fresh tank, black tank segment, where we talk about the good stuff, you know, the clean stuff and the not so good stuff. The not so clean stuff. The the stuff that you want to dump out.
1: The stuff that's making a pyramid in (laughs) our
0: lives. (laughs) Happening in the world right now. Abby, what is your black tank for this week?
1: Okay, so my black tank this week is, I think, something that we can all relate to if we have ever stopped at a convenience store, gas station, Bucky's, Flying J, whatever. A TA.
0: Travel America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I looked at you like, you didn't what know it? what that meant, did no, you? I didn't. What's, what's
0: TA? Travel America. <laughs> <I did>. Loves.
1: <laughs> right. So. Th- as we were driving from the Quad Cities to Kansas City earlier this week, we needed to stop for a little restroom break. And so I had in to go to the restroom. And here's, this is what I'm black tanking. I am black tanking rest stops that do not put doors on the main entrance to the bathroom. Now, once you get inside, there was a door on the stall, but there was no door to go into the bathroom. It was just open. And so, and it's small, it was the small little, we were in Iowa and it was the small little bathroom, maybe like three or four stalls and they could hear me and I could hear them out there getting <laughs> oh, their Dunkin' no. Donuts or getting yeah. their Cause there's a little Dunkin' Donuts kiosk getting whatever they needed from the convenience oh, store. No. I think that that is just awful when you build a bathroom and you're like, do we need a door here? No, we don't need a door here. And it wasn't that the door was propped open or someone had been in there cleaning, because if I encounter those kind of doors, I always close them. No, there was no door. Uh, If someone went into, which was right across from the women's, naturally, the men's restroom, whatever business they needed to do in there, I was going to be a part of that business. I don't want to be a part of that business. And I'm going to tell you, this particular gas station, there was the restrooms and then 10 feet down was the entrance into the restaurant.
0: No, 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 no. See, now uh, I I understand when there's no door on the restroom to like a large restroom area, like a a large arena, an arena, a large rest stop, even.
1: Yeah, if you've got, maybe if you've got like 20 stalls or you've got distance between when you (laughs) enter and you reach the bathroom, but it was too if you Three can, if you could hear people outside
0: of the bathroom, that means they can hear people inside of the bathroom. Yeah, That's Jason, the way it works. I was
1: listening to two people <laughs> having a conversation <laughs> while they were picking out donuts. No, That's no, no, no. It was no. so, Gross. so uncomfortable. Now I have to tell this other bathroom story. I hadn't even told you this bathroom story yet, but I have to tell it because we're here. So last night. Ethan and I went to the Nutcracker here in Kansas City, went to the KC Ballet's production at the beautiful Kauffman Center for the Performing Arts. So it's intermission. I need to use the restroom. Ethan and I split. He goes into the men's room. I go into the women's and I'm in there and I'm using the restroom. And I hear, distinctly hear a male voice with his daughter. And he's like, okay, honey, let's go to the bathroom. And I have like, I panic And I think, oh my gosh, did I just, did I go into the men's room? But did I sit, did I, did Ethan and I flip this? And then I think, well, whatever. I mean, look, we can all go to the bathroom together. I'm in my own private stall, whatever. And then I hear heels and I hear more women entering and I'm like, oh no, the dad took his daughter into the wrong, like he went into the women's room thinking it was the men's room. And so. I come out, you know, I'm washing my hands and he comes out with his daughter and he sees like this line of women like washing their hands and he just melts and he's like, excuse me, excuse me. And he doesn't even wash his hands with his daughter. He comes out and then he takes her into the men's room (laughs) to finish washing their hands. And I, I said, I said, you can stay. You could stay and wash your hands. Like, it's okay. It
0: stalls. It's it's it's, fine.
1: Dad, you're just here with your little girl. And you know what? 50-50 shot. You can be in either one of these. Okay. It's It's actually weirder
0: in the men's room where you've got, you know. But
1: he was
0: (laughs) he was
1: so he he was so horrified when he came out because he must have gotten in before intermission really had begun. He'd kind of beat the crowds. Yeah. He was so Horrified Whoa. when he saw all of these women lined up washing their hands and he just, he couldn't get out of there fast enough. I'd never seen someone oh, so red. So, you know, if there hadn't been doors, that wouldn't have been an issue. Cause there you know, we all just be hearing each other doing everybody's <laughs> business anyway. Let me
0: go. So that's my black tank for the week. What's your fresh tank?
1: What is my fresh tank? So my fresh tank this week. I last week I had fresh tanked The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. We yes, this are,
0: is only like the seventh time you've talked about it.
1: Yes, we're in and love with it. There have only been it. five episodes. Only five episodes, but I've talked about it like fifteen <laughs> times. So. The internet, as much as we just talked about it in the gram and the, you know, the shaming and everything is also this amazing place where people go and create things that make my heart so happy. So I ran across last night, this parody of the song, Dear Theodosia from the musical Hamilton, and someone has taken it and they have taken these words and it's done by the ringer. And I love the ringer network. I love a lot of their podcasts, like the rewatchables and the bachelor podcast and they have taken that song and they have reworked it and they have called it Dear Baby Yoda. And it's all about Baby Yoda. And baby, if you are not watching The Mandalorian, you don't need to watch it for The Mandalorian. You need to watch it for Baby Yoda. Now he's not Yoda in the sense that we know Yoda, but nobody knows what else to call him right now. Like the child is kind of the only thing we know this little person to be at the moment. This song, we'll link to it in the show notes. If you know Hamilton, you'll find this song even more adorable. If you know the Mandalorian, this song will make your heart melt. If you don't know either, it, you don't it don't
0: matter. Well, let's just play a little bit right here. Dear baby, you don't know what to say to you. You have big eyes, we don't yet know your name When you came across screen, you could And it broke my heart I'm dedicating every meme to you Galactic life, had never known such style You make me smile You knock me out, I fall apart even when you eat a frog, you have hunters tracking your location. Mando will fight for you. He'll make it right for you.
1: If he lives Mando will fight for you. He'll do what's right for you. Like, I can't even with, I like, I probably laid in bed and watched that like six times last night. It's so sweet. I rushed down to you. It's like midnight. You were downstairs. I rushed down to you and I was like, you have to watch this with me. It's baby Yoda. I know. I, I want a baby I Yoda. She said,
0: this is the greatest thing I've ever seen on the internet. And I thought, I, I don't know what I thought. I thought it was going to be something. You oversold it a hair. I'm no, just, there's I'm no just overselling hair.
1: it. There's no <laughs> overselling it. The baby Yoda is the most beautiful looking little thing is I want a real one
0: yeah he's probably going to turn evil but you know
1: I don't care we will always have this moment (laughs) with him so that is my very very excitable uh fresh tank for the week Jason what is your black tank this week
0: well sometimes RV drivers uh Get into some trouble. And uh, we talked about one a few weeks ago that ran into a casino in, <laughs> yes. in Nevada, not even one of the Vegas casinos, like one of the suburban Vegas casinos. Those are the ones you really don't want to drive your RV into. No. A Washington woman has been arrested for a DUI after her RV got stuck going the wrong way through the Taco Bell <laughs> drive through. Now, I mean, I, I, I get the, cra- you know, you've had a few, you, you get the craving for, yes. for the Taco Bell. Now but I have a rule you, about you, Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> you don't go to Taco Bell till like after midnight. Yeah. Okay. And we used to have a Taco Bell in Wrigleyville that after, before kids. And when, you know, you'd go to the 2am bar and then you'd go to the 3am bar. Well, then, after the three AM bar closed, you'd go to the Taco right, Bell, right?
0: And you would order everything off the menu.
1: I would not, however, drive my Class A. <laughs>
0: this literally—I mean, there's photos <laughs> here. There is a Class A RV driving through a drive-through, the wrong direction at Taco Bell. It's amazing.
1: I, it is. I'm. I don't. I don't mean to make light of the fact that now she, that she was probably intoxicated. What a very, very, very bad choice. And we are very lucky that this class A only got stuck at a Taco Bell and that nobody was hurt. I think because nobody was hurt and it's so ridiculous, I'm able to laugh at it a little bit more, but these photos are fantastic.
0: But my black tank is, is essentially drunk driving your motor home. Drunk driving is bad enough in the first place yeah. It's even worse in well, a class A motorhome. Does, does
1: she not have a car? I mean, oh, why well, she is probably she probably going for the campground. I don't know. Why she, I don't know. She, and they said it happened shortly after midnight. So was she just like at the campground or at her home or wherever? And she was like, I need some Taco Bell. Because someone needs to tell her that Grubhub will deliver that Taco <laughs> Bell. She doesn't even need to leave. <laughs> She'll even get a coupon. I think you get like $10 off your first order according to the... Commercials I've been seeing right now. I
0: don't know if Kennewick, Washington has Grubhub.
1: I, you know Not. what? You'd be surprised. You would. You'd be this looks like a newer Taco Bell. They're very <laughs> fancy here.
0: <laughs> all right. That's my black tank. My fresh tank this week is a cool thing that just happened here in Kansas City. Just Thursday night, this is Friday night when we were recording this, just last night, the Kansas City City Council approved a measure to make all public transportation. In the city of Kansas City, free.
1: We had a friend that was like, oh, all three buses? (laughs) No, they really have (laughs) a a serious good
0: bus system here. They do. And this is the only large metropolitan area in the country to have a free public transit system now. And I think it's so awesome. I do too. We love taking public transit all the time, especially when we go into a big city and we've got the truck and we maybe park it on the outskirts. We park it in a garage or something and take Public transit around, it's a lot easier.
1: It's fun. You get to see the city a little bit more. You get to but, sit there. You're not driving.
0: But with five people, it gets a little expensive. Often yeah. it's cheaper to pay for a garage with us and the kids. Some cities, the kids are free, but hey, here, everything's free. They've got a cool train that goes through downtown. It's and, a trolley. Uh, it's a tro- they call it a trolley. It's a it's a tram, I would call it. I would call it a tram.
1: Well, potato, it, it rides on a adjustment. trolley car
0: t- style track. But- It's it's a fantastic thing. And I I hope more cities consider doing something like that. I think
1: it's really great for the community here, for the citizens of Kansas City, for those who are relying upon public transportation to get to and from school, to and from work. This really frees up a little bit of income for them. And as much as we talk about it as tourists, I really don't think it was for the tourists in mind that this proposal went through. I love, love, love that it was unanimously agreed upon like not one person in that room thought this was a bad idea. Yeah. And I think that that was really thinking about the people that it will serve. Absolutely. So I'm very proud of my hometown. Chicago would uh fall into the ocean if that <laughs> happened there. They well, would literally jump to one
0: of the nearby oceans. I guess this is going to cost this is going to cost Kansas City something like 8 million dollars a year which
1: I think they will gain that in so many other. It, it would
0: ways. probably cost Chicago eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> well, mean, let's be depends, honest.
1: Depends on the bad deal we make. So, <laughs> right, right. if this is like our parking meters, then you know it's not yeah, going to cost as much.
0: Yeah, sell it off to somebody.
1: Yeah, for a hundred years. Not that we're upset about that or anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that is our fresh tank black tank segment. Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser, which goes like this. You are imprisoned within a small jail cell. Your cellmate is a large monkey that's blind in one eye and does not have all its fingers on one hand. Your captors turn to you and say, do you feel more sorry because of the monkey's eye or because of the monkey's hand? If you answer correctly, we will set you free. If you think you know the answer, go over to the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 122 or go to rvmiles.com slash brain teaser and enter it on the form there. Now, I will say, so this is sort of a 50 50 answer. I need you to say why. All right. Oh. Right. You can't just say I uh, or hand. You got to say why.
1: Ooh, why? fancy. All right.
0: So go over to one of those places, answer it. You might win a Keep Logging Those RV Miles t shirt. That's it for this episode of the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you are enjoying RV Miles, can we ask a favor of you? Would you pop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us? And would you so kindly leave us a five-star review? You don't have to write anything if you don't want to, even just clicking five stars is so helpful because it gets us in front of more people. It is all about that algorithm and we need your help. And Hey, if also, if I may ask, as I'm in an asking mood, if you are enjoying what we're putting out across social media, be that on RV miles, see America, America's national parks or our wandering family. Are you tired yet? Because that's a lot of pages. If you are enjoying any of the content along there and you would like to share that, that also helps that little algorithm. All you got to do is click that share button and share it with your friends and family. And that is so helpful for us. So thank you so much as always every week for listening to this podcast. We are so grateful for you as we roll into the end of the year and we start to travel dream about 2020, we're just so thankful that we can continue to do this and that with everything that has happened this fall, that travel dreaming for 2020 is even a reality. You can find us at editor at rvmiles.com if you have any questions, or of course, just drop us a DM over on social media as well. But until next week, thank you so much for listening. And y'all know the drill. Keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody.